Welcome to the Mojo Maker for Women in Tech podcast, where you will learn career strategies and techniques to help you break down barriers, make more money, and thrive in your tech life at work and at home. Technology has never been more mission critical to our online stay-at-home world, and you are the key to its success. You'll hear from diverse women in tech as well as experts who share both personal and professional strategies so you can transform your work and your workplace from the inside out. I'm Karen Morstel, former Silicon Valley tech leader and serial CISO for iconic brands like AT&T Wireless, Microsoft, and Russell Investments. I hope you will join me in my mission and message of resilience and transformation to make an inclusive and equitable tech industry. If you find this show helpful, please leave us a like and share it. And don't forget to hurry over to createyourleadingedge.com to join innovative and affordable group coaching for women in tech on your terms. And now on to Mojo Maker for Women in Tech. Welcome back to the Mojo Maker for Women in Tech podcast. You know, one of the most important skills that I developed during my cybersecurity career was giving effective presentations. And over the years, my communication style required less facts and data and a lot more of a convincing style of presentation that would include a compelling call to action. And so more than ever... Every single cybersecurity professional today needs to communicate effectively, whether you're talking to your team, you're talking at a conference, or you're talking to the board of directors. So here's a secret. When I learned to tell story, that's when my presentations generated real results. Story is so much more powerful to induce action rather than a collection of charts, figures, and numbers. My guest today is going to tell you why and share with you some tips and tools for making your next presentation capture the board's attention and get the results you need. So I'm thrilled to have Pat Quinn with me today. He is speech coach to powerhouses like Damon John, Dean Graziosi, Lisa Sasevich, and I know he's going to share with you today the power of story and presentations and some incredible tools that you can use to make this easy for you. So welcome, Pat, to the show. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. It's great to be here. I've learned so much from you. You know, I already was giving presentations a lot, and I have learned a tremendous amount. I learned something new from you every time I listen to you. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit more about Effective presentations and the power of story. Could you just share that with the audience and then we'll talk about some tools to make that work for them a little bit better? Sure. Well, I actually didn't get my start as a presentation coach or even a professional speaker. I actually got my start as a professional magician and I worked magic 10 years professionally. Then I decided I needed to get a real job and became a public school teacher and I taught high school math for 10 years. During this time, I picked up an advanced degree in how adults learn. And so I really bring two things to the table today. The first is a little bit of stagecraft from my years of doing magic. But the second is a real understanding of how the person who's listening to your presentation is actually processing it and learning the information. And so I have been fortunate to work with some of the household names that you mentioned. But most of the people that I work with are not professional speakers. 
most of the people that I work with would not even consider themselves speakers. They consider themselves as professionals who are in a position where they sometimes have to give presentations, sometimes have to have conversations, but oftentimes have to convince people of things or teach people things. And if you pay attention to how the person on the other side of the table is listening and how they are learning it, one of the things you learn very quickly, Karen, is that facts don't convince people. What facts actually do is create arguments. The moment you mention a fact, you're going to be in an argument over the facts. So what does convince people? What actually convinces people is stories. What convinces people is emotion. Stories have the ability to elicit emotion and change people's minds without starting an argument, especially if you know how to tell your own story, because nobody knows more about your own story than you do. But there are tons of stories that you can tell in any presentation that will change the mind, teach the person you're speaking to, and they won't get you into a big argument. So if I had to choose between facts and stories, it's not either or. All great presentations have both, but I would lean into stories a lot more than most people do in their presentations. I totally agree with that. And it's, I remember so clearly the time that this happened to me when I had to make a presentation to get some budget. And I had always had the experience that I'd be given about six minutes to make my point. And if I started with facts and figures, the entire time would be down the drain because we'd be arguing over the numbers on the page. You know, that question of like, where did you get that number from? I don't think it really should be that. When I switched to story, I had their full attention. And then what I did was, you know, I can't leave the facts out, but I made a backup deck and I always had a backup deck that they could refer to. So it's so fascinating to me, though, what I, one of the things I learned from you was how story is processed differently in the brain and why it's so much easier for someone to come to a decision when they're hearing story. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the human brain is good at a number of things. But one of the things it really loves to do is to categorize things. We put things into categories. Is this good or is this bad? Is this like me or is this different from me? Is this something I want to do or something I don't want to do? Well, one of the things the human brain can categorize very quickly is parts of speech or types of speech. We listen to stories differently than we listen to facts. And we listen to sales different than we listen to stories. Now, when we listen to sales, our body puts up a whole bunch of barriers. We're looking for objections. We're, we're looking for skepticism and things that might not be right. When we hear facts now, our brain responds in a certain way. But when we're listening to stories, our brain lowers the fences, lowers the barriers, and just kind of lets it wash over us. It doesn't question the storyteller. It doesn't question the characters' names or their motivations. It just listens to the story. And that actually opens up an opportunity for anybody who's presenting, whether they're presenting in sales or whether they're presenting information or a proposal to somebody that they're trying to get approved. And so if you want the barriers to be down, don't walk into the room thinking, I've got to sell them on this. Don't walk into the room thinking, I've got to out-fact him or out-convince him. Walk into the room saying, I'm going to tell a great story, and people are attracted to great stories, and the barriers will be down, and the doors will be open when you do that. So 
I'd love for people to understand because these stories that we embed in our presentation can also be interspersed with the information that we need to share in order to make our point and to compel them to some kind of action, right? I think you call that embedding. And these stories are like sequential story bits. They're not necessarily one big long story because we might not have the time for that or the attention span. So how do people collect these stories and use story? Say they're giving a presentation and they are going to need to make sure that they make the pitch, even though it's not going in as a sale, for a certain amount of money, maybe a big chunk of money in order to fund a budget for a cybersecurity program or something like that. How would they kind of like prep that so that doesn't feel like they're landing on the sales pitch where everybody's brain shuts off and use story along the way? How does that work? Well, let's start with some basic rules right off the bat. Rule number one, ordinary stories are better than extraordinary stories. I think a lot of people, you know, because of social media or they watch something on the news and they think, oh, if I'm going to have a story, it's got to be like somebody who climbed Mount Everest or it's got to be the Mm -hmm. smartest person in the world who also got cured from the rarest disease in the world because that's the story that will wow them. Here's what you need to know. Ordinary stories are actually better than extraordinary stories because people can see themselves and see people that they know in ordinary stories. I actually coached someone who climbed to the top of Mount Everest, and I actually coached two different speakers who have been in space. I coached two different astronauts. And when they tell stories about that, how many people can relate to going into space? Well, not very many because not many people have been there. But I coach somebody else who talks about arguing with their spouse about whether the toilet paper should come out over the top of the roll or under the bottom of the roll. And when they tell that story, how many people can relate to that story? Everybody in the room. And so ordinary stories are actually better than extraordinary stories in presentations because you allow the listener to put themselves into the story and become part of the story. Now, embedding stories means that we want to, in the middle of our facts, put stories about people who've done what we want the person we're talking to to do. And so if we're talking about a proposal for somebody, you know, for something that's going to be a increased security, that's going to cost a fair amount of money. I think what we want to build into that is a story. You can have your positive stories and your negative stories. I love contrasting stories. What if there were two stories we could build into this of somebody, a company or a person who was struggling with something and there was a security breach because there wasn't protection in place and what happened. And then next to that, we would place a story about somebody who was in the same situation. The stories start out parallel, but then there's a pivot point and there is security in place and the result is completely different. When we make that story not the largest company in the world, but an ordinary company that we can see our company in, or not the smartest person in the world, but an ordinary person that we could see our mother in or our sister in or our daughter in, an ordinary person dealing with situations. When we make those stories ordinary, we put them next to each other and they have contrasting outcomes. That is going to be so powerful. It's going to be more powerful than 82% of computers aren't protected and $17 billion was cost by lack of security last year. The numbers are not going to convince people. A story of ordinary people, of ordinary companies with extraordinary results is going to convince people. And those are the types of stories you want to intersperse throughout your presentation. We call that 
parallel stories with contrasting outcomes, a very powerful tool to help convince people. Oh my goodness. I want to go back and do one now. (laughs) I I can see really how that would work super well. And the thing that's so cool is there's so many stories in the news that we are starting from a place of awareness that this is already an issue. All we need to do now is put something around it that makes it real and helps people internalize that. So that, oh my gosh, I can't wait to try that. (laughs) So You've developed a tool because story is so powerful and because we all need to be in the mode of collecting our stories and recording them and making them in, you know, a retrievable format so that let's say I have to go do a new presentation. I do about two big presentations a month and I like to use story. So I'm going to want to go find my stories and say, which ones am I going to use this time? Tell us about this new tool that you've got and what this is being used for. Well, for years, Karen, I struggled to keep track of my stories. Like you, funny things happen to me, examples happen to me, teachable moments happen to me, and I would jot them down on post-it notes, like, I should teach about this, or I should remember this for my next presentation. And so I had this folder filled with cocktail napkins and backs of receipts and post-it notes with all my little anecdotes and stories on them that I wanted to use one day. And I was really one good gust of wind away from losing all of my stories and all of my experiences. Then someone gave me a story journal. And I thought, this is the answer. This is the solution. And I filled that story journal with stories of things that had happened and experiences that I wanted to share and customer experiences and stories. The problem was the story journal wasn't always with me. There would be times when I would be at work and my story journal would be at home. Or I would be driving somewhere and my story journal would be at the office. And so I would jot those stories down on post-it notes and the backs of receipts and on cocktail napkins and just jam them into my story journal. When I got my story journal, it was like an inch thick. And a year later, it was like seven inches thick because I had so many little scraps of paper and napkins and little things jammed in it. And I thought to myself, well, why isn't there one place where I can store and organize all of my stories? I have a place to store my photos. I have a place to store my music. Why isn't there a place in the cloud for me to store all my stories? And I looked all over for one and I could not find one, so I created one. I created storylink.com, S-T-O-R-Y-L-I-N-Q.com. And it's the one place in the cloud where you can store and organize all of your stories. It's always with you. It works on your phone. It works on your computer. It works everywhere you are. And it allows you to enter your stories and organize them by the type of story. You have funny stories, you have sad stories, you have stories for the start of a presentation, you have stories on certain topics. And then anytime you have to give a presentation or even just have a conversation, you can simply go to storylink.com and choose from a pull-down menu of your past experiences and stories, and it will organize them and print out a script or an outline of your conversation or presentation. It's actually taken the process of putting together a presentation from days down to minutes, and you will always be able to capture and organize all of the stories that you have. And so for anybody who's in a position where they have to give presentations or have conversations, and use examples or stories as part of that process, this is going to be the one place where you can keep track of all of that, easily retrieve it, and organize it in one simple place. I did exactly the same thing 
with story collection because I so often needed to have a story I could refer to in cybersecurity. And and I still have my folder. Like you said, it went from one inch thick to seven (laughs) inches thick. I still have it because it was back in the, you know, I don't know, this ancient history, kind of 20 years ago or so, maybe we didn't hear about cybersecurity stuff happening every day. It was unusual. And so when I would find something, one time it was my company, it was on the front page of Wall Street Journal. (laughs) But most of the time when I heard other people's stories and they would be in the news, I would be clipping all of those out and saving them for future reference, right? Because they were invaluable to be able to go back and say, yes, this was in USA Today, or yes, this was in the Wall Street Journal. And to now, I guess what I want to say to every single person who's listening to this In our profession, in cybersecurity and in technology in general, when you have to pitch, you have to have a collection of vignettes, of proof points, of, you know, interesting stories that make your case that will keep somebody's attention over a period of time. And that takes a fair amount of work to pull it together if you're starting from scratch. When I found StoryLink, I was like, what? Because this is... This is the most amazing place to be able to put all of those little vignettes that you find, plus your everyday experiences. This is what's happened in my life, or this is what's happened in my career, or this is what I heard at the conference. And it just takes a second to get online and record all of that and have it organized so that I don't have to go through my seven-inch file of newspaper clippings and little scraps of paper, which is still in my file. I'm keeping it now for historical archive purposes. <laughs> you know, Karen, presenting is hard for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who are afraid to present and they get nervous and they have stage fright. A lot of people are intimidated by a blank sheet of paper in front of them because they know they have to put together something and it's got to wow people and be amazing. And if, I think if you're always starting with a blank sheet of paper, you are always going to be nervous and you are always going to struggle to put together great presentations. But what if you could start with a bank full of good anecdotes? What if you could start with a treasure trove of stories that are not only there to prove your point, but what I love about StoryLink is that they're your stories. You know, even if it is an article out of USA Today or the Wall Street Journal, you know where you were when you read that. You have personalized the story into your own human experience. And those are the types of stories, the personal stories, the personal touch points. I remember where I was when this came on the news. I remember where I was when I read this for the first time. When you personalize the touch point like that, and it's so easy to do, you don't have to recreate that every time. You don't have to start with a blank sheet of paper every time. You can basically open up StoryLink and say, you know, I want to start with this story. I'm going to transition into this story, and I'm going to finish to this story. Push one button, and it prints off exactly what you need to do, and it remembers the whole thing for you. And so if you're nervous about speaking, If you're like me, an introvert who doesn't always love to be in front of a board or in front of somebody or even across the desk from somebody trying to make my case, and you've struggled with this in the past, or if you're really comfortable with it and you just want to save a whole lot of time and make this a whole lot easier, StoryLink is the tool that's going to get you where you want to go and get you the results that you want to get. And you're going to see not only your results go up, but I think you're going to see your career progress at a faster rate as well. Because the people who can communicate effectively and the people who are great presenters enter the room with confidence, enter the room with advocates, and enter the room with an ability to move up and move forward in any situation. 
Yeah, that is so incredibly true. The need to be able to communicate is more important now than ever because we have a whole lot of noise we have to cut through. People are busier than ever. You want to, I guess we used to call it edutainment. I don't even know if that's the right way to present it anymore, but it was, it had to capture people's attention and hold their interest long enough for them to hear the arc of the story and get to the point where it's like, and this is what we need to do next. So yeah, it's hugely important. And the other piece I love about this is we always had a motto in all of my consulting work I've done over the years, which was make the page not blank. Because you're right, people are super intimidated and it has nothing to do with whether they're creative or whether they're smart or anything like that. Very talented people have a harder time starting from scratch to make something that will, in the amount of time that we've got to get it done. And so one of the biggest value adds I ever brought as a consultant to large engagements was we created the straw man. We created the starting point. We made the page not blank. And then I could hand that to somebody else and say, Here's the starting point, just a starting point. Now you start working on this and we'd end up accelerating our time to completion so fast. So I can see how this would be, whether someone was writing the speech or presentation for themselves or whether you're somebody who's on the support staff at Microsoft, I had people who wrote speeches for me and this would be a fantastic tool for anybody who's doing that as well. I am really, if you can tell, really excited about what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm excited about it, not just because it's a cool idea, but because it's going to make such a difference for those of us who are like professional communicators and need to be able to make something that people will remember, but it touches them in a way that also helps them get to the next, the next step that we're hoping to guide them on, I guess, to get there. Yeah, one of the other features in StoryLink is the training feature. Step-by-step step, as you write your stories and as you enter your stories, I'm there by your side, telling you the best way to tell a story, teaching you how to give different types of presentations. This week, we have training up on the site on how to tell a founder's story because telling the founding of a company story, whether it's a one-person startup or a large company, Having a good founder story, a genesis story, is one of the keys to growth and attracting people and having advocates. And so you've got to have different types yeah. of stories, and there's teaching there on how to tell different types of stories. The most basic story structure of all is something that a lot of people struggle with because they think, I'm not a good storyteller, and some people tell stories that are way too long, and some people tell stories that go nowhere. Let me teach you, everybody who's listening to this, Karen, the simplest story structure of all that will quickly give you the ability to communicate and convince people very quickly. A great story has three parts. A great story has three parts. The first part is the before. And it only takes you 60 seconds to describe what life was like before, what the company was like before, what the condition was like before. You get 60 seconds to do that. If it's taking you more than 60 seconds, you're doing it wrong. You're including too many details or you're going off track. 60 seconds to describe the before. The second of the three parts is the pivot. Something changes in the story. Something changes. Conditions change. Security changes. Algorithms change. The world changes. Something changed. You get 30 seconds to tell us what changed. If you take more than 30 seconds, you're doing it wrong. You're telling us other things we don't need to know. Do it in 30 seconds. 
which brings us to part three. There's only three parts. The first part is before. You get 60 seconds to describe what things were like before. The second part is the pivot. You get 30 seconds to tell us what changed. And then the third part, the final part, is the after. What are things like now? What are things like after the change? Did they get better? Did they get worse? What are they like now? You get 60 seconds to describe the after. If it takes you more than 60 seconds, you're including things you don't need to include. A great story should never take more than two and a half minutes to tell. It should have three distinct parts. What were things like before? What changed? What are things like now? And I'm telling you, if you have a situation where you're talking to someone whose life is like it was before and they want what life is like after, they're going to buy your pivot. They're going to pay for your pivot. They're going to fund your pivot. If you're trying to convince customers, if you're trying to convince your board, this three-part structure is really something that, and not every story fits into this, but if you're struggling to be like, how would we tell this story? Simplest way ever. Tell us what things were like before. Tell us what changed and tell us what things are like now. It's a simple story structure that I use in my parenting. I use it when I'm teaching. I use it with the people I coach. I use it in business. This three-part structure can take you a long way towards convincing both management and the people you need to convince on your team and customers that this is the direction we all should go. I actually used that. You're making me remember a story when I actually did that three-part story and it was super effective. So just to give an example in the cyberspace, I was working for a really large financial service institution and we had just gotten hit by a lot of people don't remember this, but cyber people will called code red. It was a big piece of malware that affected the ATM system at our bank. And so the three part story went something like this. I was wondering if something like that could ever possibly happen again, or if that was just a once in a lifetime event. And so I decided to map out all of the major disruptive events since the very first brain virus appeared in 1986 and to map them out using a technique to find, called it the meantime between failure. And as I mapped that out from that brain virus to code red, and I did the math in between, what I saw was that we went from about 18 months between disruptive events to about 18 minutes. And that's where we are right now. So the question for the board was, is this ever going to happen to us again? And I said, yes, probably next week, (laughs) unless we do something different. And this is what life looks like. This is the change we can make to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Like that was kind of my pivot, my very short pivot story, but it worked. Oh, that's great storytelling. And it's great storytelling for a number of reasons. Number one, it's a simple story, a very simple emotional line. Number two, it's a personal story. You didn't just read us a fact out of some magazine or from some study. You actually said, I wondered, here's what I was thinking. So I looked at the numbers and here's what I discovered. It's a very personal story. You actually took us into the room where you were figuring this out and you had the awakening moment and then you turned it on the audience, which is what great speakers do at the end and said, so if you're wondering if this is going to happen again, the answer is yes. We're about, well, now 17 and a half minutes away from this (laughs) happening again. And so it's just great storytelling because there's a clear before. This used to happen once every 18 months and there's a clear after. This is happening every 18 minutes now. And there's a clear pivot, what changed, it's happening more often now, code red happened, and now it's happening more often. And now there's a clear new condition, 
And because of that, we have to respond to that. So yes, we'll accept your proposal and fund you with a blank check, Karen. Thank you for giving us this information. <laughs> We'd love to give you a blank check. You know, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's going to be so much more effective yes. than a graph. That's going to be so much more effective than a chart with numbers. That's a great story. It's simple. It's personal. It affects the audience. It's got a clear before, after, and pivot. I love it. It's one of the reasons it worked. It's a simple storytelling model. It's personalized. Once you learn this model, I mean, you're going to use it everywhere. You're going to use it when you're trying to convince someone to go to dinner at a certain restaurant. You're going to try to convince someone <laughs> to fund your next project or to accept you up into the next level of, of the executive branch. I mean, you can use storytelling really to move in any direction you want to, whether that's to switch departments, move up in your department, get more funding for your department or your proposals. You can use it just about anywhere. Yeah, think about that from the standpoint of this is my story of the contributions that I've made. I mean, it's such an awkward thing for people to go in and ask for a promotion or to explain to their boss why they think they might need a promotion. This would work in that kind of a circumstance. It would oh, be. Let me give it to you in two and a half minutes. Boy, when I first got here, things were disorganized. A lot of people didn't know where our key assets were. And when we did find a key asset, oftentimes it was non-functioning or it wasn't exactly what we thought it was or it wasn't up to date. You know, over the last 18 months since I've been in the department, our team and I have worked together to not only organize the assets that we have, but to make sure that they're up to date, to make sure that they're cutting edge and to fill in any gaps that we had where we were missing assets, which leaves us where we are today. This is a high-functioning team that is doing more work faster than they've ever done before at less cost because we have so many efficiencies built in and we don't have the gaps that we used to have. All that has happened in just the 18 months that I've been here. You see what I did there? I did it before where things weren't that good. I did a pivot for 18 months. I worked with this team and now there's an after. The department is functioning. I've raised up other yeah. leaders so the department can function without me. It's not all reliant on me. You could actually promote me to vice president. And this department would continue to run very efficiently without me because of the hard work that I've done over the last 18 months. I mean, that's a 60-second yeah. story that paints this picture of somebody who takes situations that are bad and makes them situations that are good that's going to be more powerful than your resume. It's going to be more powerful than, than whatever you decide to wear into that interview. It's a story that's going to move you up in the ranks if that's the direction that you want to go. That's what I, what I love about stories, Karen, is you can use them for anything. Some people love the job that they're in. They don't want to get a promotion. They just love the job that they're in. They want to get more funding in their department or they want to get new opportunities or they, they want to hire somebody to be a good team member in their department. And story is great in the interview process as well when you're trying to convince a candidate to choose you over the other companies they could work for. There's other people who do want to move up in the ranks and continue to advance in both pay and prestige. And they want to move up in their company or move to a different company. And story does great for that. Story moves money. Story moves people. Story creates movements in our world. I'm just a fan of learning this craft and the, you know, it is probably one of the currencies of the future is storytelling. The highest paid person of the next century will be a storyteller, I'm sure of it. I want to share, if I can, a little bit of a personal, a personal vignette here. This one is a story that includes you, because one of the things that happens when you know your story is that you show up in a way in front of other people with confidence and 
start to represent who you really are. And the power of story, not only to convince other people, but sometimes to convince yourself is really important. And so Pat, I've known you for four years. Yep. And I, I met you at an event where there was a speak off. It was part of Pete Vargas's reach live event. And you were leading the judges and I decided to participate. I almost backed out because of a lack of confidence. Even though I'd been speaking and speaking for a long time, I had always given very technical presentations for the most part. And I was terrified to get up there and talk about something personal. And I'll never, ever forget that moment when I gave my talk in front of the judges and then you came up and you said, have you told this story to anyone before? And my answer was no, because I was just so busy doing the work, like showing up every day and doing the work. I didn't think of what I was doing as being particularly story worthy. So that actually just transformed so much about how I got in front of people to talk because I was for the first time actually willing to show up as myself instead of a representative of another, a company, right? Or another person's idea or something like that, that I needed to be presenting for them. Even though I use story, I didn't do my story. So that was life-changing for me. And you are my trusted speech coach, the person that I go to to learn. And I listen to you over and over again every time I get a chance. This shameless plug for Pat Quinn, <laughs> because I learn something every time I listen to you. And one of the things that's so cool in StoryLink, and you mentioned it, but I want to make sure people are aware of this, that it's not just a database of a place to collect all your stories and organize them, which is by itself cool. But you do have video links with each section of the story that says, just a reminder, like, this is what makes a really great section here. And so I can always, and I still do, I go over there and I flip on that and I say, I want to hear what Pat says again. Because every time I'm in a new situation or writing a new thing, I'm kind of listening to it in a new way. And it makes a big difference. So I am so grateful that you have created that kind of a platform where people can have access to you at the drop of a hat as they're writing their story, right? Don't have to create a separate, even though they, you know, I think they could probably hire you as their coach to do this, but you're right there on the platform, giving us your best advice in context for everything that we're writing. So I found that really valuable. Anyway, oh, I appreciate and that. you can tell. <laughs> I'm a fan. I, I appreciate that. There's so many types of stories and I just want to make sure that everybody knows the most effective way to tell each story. And I still remember the first time I heard your story. I remember how it touched me and how it affected me. I have two daughters, you know, who are trying to navigate their way through college and the world going into the workforce and to hear your story and to hear the things that you struggled with and the things that you overcame has changed my life, has changed my family's life. That there's so much power in story. And I would say this to everybody listening. There's two stories that you get to write. There's two stories that you get to choose. One of them is the story of your past. You get to decide what you talk to about when people ask you, you know, where'd you come from? What have you been doing? I don't know your story. You get to choose. You get to highlight certain things. You get to mention certain things that will connect you or separate you from the person you're listening to. And that will draw a through line to what you're doing today. 
I think the second story that everybody gets to choose and everybody gets to write is the story of your future, the story of where you're going. And there's some people who've never thought of that story and certainly never thought of sharing it. But I know this, and Karen, I know you know this is true. The person who puts thought into the story of their future and shares the story of their future with others is the one most likely to achieve that future and have that future and all their dreams come true. And so I'd put some time, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I use storytelling to convince any boards or I don't know if I need storytelling in my job. I think everybody has a story that they tell themselves, a story that they tell themselves about their past and a story that they tell themselves about the future. And you get to choose those stories. Those stories are not given to you. Those stories are not thrust upon you. You get to choose the story of your past, what you talk about, what you tell people. And you get to choose the story of your future. You get to choose where you're going and how often you tell people where you're going. And I think those two decisions that you make, what's the story I'm going to say about my past and what's the story I'm going to say about my future, are big determinants on where you're headed, what you find, and how people respond to you every time you tell the story. Yeah, the stories we tell ourselves are probably the most important stories there are. And we get to choose which ones we repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. Okay, I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) So this is really for everybody. There's so much talk now. I don't know if, you know, people who are on Clubhouse and listening to that, and they talk about personal brand, and they talk about all these kinds of things. All that is, is your story. It's all about story, not story that you make up, the story that you live and the story that you will live and how you want to put that out there in front of the rest of the world. So story is so, so incredibly important. And I love that now we have a tool that helps us not have to carry around seven inches of pieces of paper. (laughs) Yeah, the most important story is the story you can remember. And funny things happen to you every day. Anecdotes happen to you every day. Moments happen to you every day, moments you can learn from, moments you can teach others, moments you can remember, if you can remember them. And, you know, what we were trying to do with StoryLink.com is give you one place where you can store and remember all of your stories, organize them into great presentations and conversations, and get some good instruction on how to do that along the way. I love it. I love it. So how do people find out more about StoryLink and working with you and any other things you want to share with them? Yep. You can learn it all and connect with me at StoryLink.com, S-T-O-R-Y-L-I-N-Q.com. And we have a special offer for people who are listening today, Karen. When you go and register, if you enter the discount code STORY, S-T-O-R-Y, you can try StoryLink for free for 30 days. You can check it out. You can enter your stories. You can watch all the free training and you get 30 days free at storylink.com if you use the discount code STORY, S-T-O-R-Y, when you register. So the website is storylink, S-T-O-R-Y-L-I-N-Q.com and use the discount code STORY when you register for 30 days free. This is an incredible, incredible offer. And it is something that, you know, If you haven't started collecting your stories yet, give it a shot. You're going to be amazed. Even if you do, as you go through your day and sit down at the end of the day and say, what are the stories that I had from today? The moments, the vignettes or whatever they might be. What a great opportunity to try it out. You don't have to have like great epic stories. This is about what happens every day. So definitely I'm going to be 
doing this part of my regular routine every day. I usually have been using it like as I'm getting ready to do a talk. Now I'm going to be doing it on a daily basis, sort of like my sort of like my story. Yeah, it's my story journal. So one place I'm excited. For all of your stories. Yeah, what a great way to do it. Pat, thank you so much for being here. I'm hoping people have gotten a clear idea of what it is about story, the power of story, the power of story for you personally, the power of story for convincing other people. I can't wait for the world to be filled with speeches that are telling great stories. Thanks to you, Pat. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. And for everybody who's listening, just keep telling your stories. When you tell your stories, other people know that they are not alone. When you tell your stories, other people know that there are real solutions. And when you tell your stories, other people know that there is hope. So just keep telling your stories. Yes. Oh, so true. Thank you so much. I can't wait to get online and listen to you. Teach me more about great story. Thanks, Pat. Thanks. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. We're on a mission to help you make your tech life the best it can be. And a big part of that is helping you handle adversity like a boss. You can get more right now with our free gift for you over at beanally.today to download Flameproof, your anti-burnout guidebook. If you love our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and let others know. You can also get more insights from our weekly podcast digest on topics that are relevant to you, your allies, and your entire organization. So remember, you have the ability to create the tech life you love and to make a difference for our industry. See you next week. And in the meantime, be well and be an ally. Be an ally.